0: Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast, episode number 156. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Shaw, and I'm here with Varg Freeborn. Good morning, Varg.
1: Good morning.
0: How you doing today? Man, that's the most cheery I've ever heard you, ever, in my life.
1: Yeah, I actually got out of bed this morning and was able to move for the first time in a couple days since my trip this weekend, so I think I feel better than usual. How'd your trip go? It was excellent. It was a great class up in Ohio at Alliance uh, Police Training Facility, and Did some force on force training. Had a great group of people, so it was a good experience. That's awesome.
0: Had some nighttime stuff, didn't get much sleep?
1: Yes. uh, Saturday was 9 a.m. to 3 a.m., and we ran just runs until we stopped right at 3 a.m. and then came back at it again Sunday. So when you do the day class and the night class in the same day, uh, it takes me a couple days to recover anymore.
0: So you sound like cheery and recovered now. I think we got a good topic this morning. Uh, some things to, to talk about that are very, very prominent in in my life and um, in a lot of things because I got my hands in in so many different things. It is a a common uh, or a constant struggle for me. Uh, what what to do, when to release it, how to do it, uh, a schedule, what to cover. Um, I know that's very vague. Seeing as I haven't introduced this yet. But this morning we were talking about a podcast, you know, because me and Var get up in the morning early and we start working on his audio book, uh, Violence of Mind. And we were talking about podcast topics and we had tons of great topics, ideas. We wanted to do a podcast this morning. We're trying to do one very often and trying to do them a lot more often. But one of the things that keeps getting in the way, um, and I I will take uh, maybe maybe 80 to 90% of the blame for this, it's uh, the idea that um, perfection is the enemy of good. Because I'm always looking for maybe a perfect podcast, not so much like audio quality or any of that stuff. If you've been listening to Gunfighter Cast for a long time, you might know that uh, we're not always perfect in that category. I've podcasted from some pretty strange places on the planet, and uh, the podcast quality, the audio quality is not always the most amazing. But the content is what I'm really talking about here. And so we were discussing leadership and then like, where do we drill down into leadership? How do we cover this topic the right way and then and, and introduce it in the right way? Because I could talk about leadership. That could be a whole new podcast, a whole new a whole new show on iTunes and, and all the other places you listen to podcasts. We were talking about uh, masculinity or manliness, being a gentleman, all those things. And so which, which one of these ideas? It's just endless. So in, in the process here, Varg called me out on something. He's like, we're, neither one of us have time for this. We don't have time to do all this planning. We don't have time to, to work through all these details and get the perfect podcast out. Every time we sit down in front of the microphone, there's just no way we're going to ever be able to do that. We have too much other things going on, uh, too many things that we need to be doing to be able to provide for our families, put food on the table. So there's just no way we can put this into it. So it's not going to be perfect. We just need to do something. If everybody hates it, whatever, then we suck. That's okay. No big deal. It's like, you know what? You're right. So we'll talk about just that, and that's my one of my my own flaws, and I'll put it out there in front of everything. So when somebody says perfection is the enemy of good, like you're never going to reach good because you're always striving for perfection, what what does that mean to you? you? Got any examples, Mark?
1: Well, there's lots of examples. I mean, it could go from everything, from practicing uh, self-defense, to, you know, working through fitness. That
0: was the first thing I thought about. This totally is a fitness thing for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's this thing that's like, well, I'll start when I can do it right. Or I'll start when, you know, when I'm in a little bit better shape. That way I can go in the gym and really get into it. Like this perfection, you know, or I'll start when I can buy the perfect membership or I can buy the perfect set of equipment at home and I can do it the way I really want to. Quit bullshitting yourself and just do it, right? You have to do it to get good at it. So perfection... If you if you really want to drill it down, I'll start to show off by saying perfection comes from a long line of of attempt, failure, attempt, success, attempt, failure, conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. Then you can get close to perfection, but it's not day 1. It's like day 7453. Like you can't you can't reach that point without putting the reps in. You know, so the way that I got myself off of my butt and got into doing things was understanding that, you know, perfection never, you never actually reach it, but you work towards it and it takes, it's a lifelong endeavor and you don't get close to it from day one, you get close to it down the road years later, right? You work towards that point.
0: Yeah. It's uh, like small incremental changes moving toward whatever that major goal is. So for me, there's a lot of different things that, that happen, uh, in, in my life and it could be a new class I want to roll out a new a new program like a whole new like two-day package that I want to do and it's it's everything is just not perfect I, I could even go back to my first class I ever taught Paul Carlson I, I first got out of the Marine Corps and I had been working on like what I was going to teach what was my curriculum I took a few classes to see what people were doing out here some things I liked, some things I was like well I don't understand why they're doing that at all and I still don't so I, I think I was right in my initial assessment and then I, I built my a two day class and then uh, I went to go teach it in Ohio. Cause he's like, look, I got people sign up for your class. You're teaching your first class. You're going to do it. We've been asking all over the country for me to come teach a class. So I did. And, uh, I had these guys who had trained with like some of the, the top names out there, two day class. One day, somebody else was teaching. Paul was teaching. And the next day I was teaching. And, um, Paul had covered a lot of the, the fundamental things that I was going to cover. So I was like, well, I can't just teach like the same stuff over again, even though I do have a different spin on it. And some of the things we disagree on. So I te- would teach differently. I could recover all these things, but I'm going to give these guys something else, right? I'm going I'm to take the, These guys are good shooters. I'm going to take them to another level. So when I built a whole new class, like that night, based on what I saw of those guys during that day, I, I shot the class with them and went out and taught it and, they were like, this was the best hanging class I've ever had. This was this was just this was great. I'd never done any of those on the range. Never even thought about those things like this. I'd never been pushed in that way before on, on a square range, and it it was great confidence builder for me. And it was at the same time I was like, why did I put all this all this like? And I'm not talking about the time and energy because that was very valuable. It had, if I had to put that time and energy in making sure my my getting a good bank of things to teach and, and things in my curriculum. Uh, I wouldn't have had that good class that day, my very first class. But I did not need to like hold myself back for months. I, there was no need for me to to wait to do this. There was no need to like, well, when I'm ready, I'll I'll go bring this to the world. Or when I'm ready to do, when I've got this little small detail drilled down, then I'll bring it out there. It is we're we're gonna fail, right? We're gonna we're gonna do things great. We're gonna fail. We're going to have problems. We should just expect that. You know, And I look back at my time in the Marine Corps. We would always talk about having a 90% plan. And, you know, I, I had a 90% plan going up there to that first class, and I I changed it. And that's what a 90% plan allows for. It allows for me to have this 10% deviation, and that 10% may change your other 90% based on what happens. So well, there's no way if we, we just make a plan, and then you make contact with the enemy, and then expect that plan to not shift. Then it's just it's just not going to work. I'm sure you've maybe you've been in fights before, Varg, where you had a little bit of a plan before. Maybe you haven't. Um, maybe you it was Absolutely. all spur of the moment, but you had a plan. And then when that the enemy has a say in your actions and your reactions, so that plan often shifts. So we have to plan to change our plan. And I've kind of begin to forget that some time along the way, and uh, that's that's not a that's not a good thing.
1: No. So let's go back to what you were talking about with. The first pistol class you were teaching that weekend and how you put so much thought into it and you you know you overthought it and you were really trying to plan it perfect and things like that. It, that but that's a misnomer saying first pistol class because how many times had you taught on a range before that day?
0: Oh, I had been running and, and teaching on ranges of a large amount of people for 15 years.
1: Okay uh, so weekly. but that was in in the military right Yep Yep so you had this tremendous amount of reps and experience and just the time in changing things and adapting and learning and learning how students learn and learning how they respond and just because what you were seeing was military and the context was different for civilian you allowed your mind to trick yourself into thinking this was new and really this was something you had a, a million reps in already. And so, perfection, you were already closer to perfection than ever if you would just walk out and do what you know how to do, right? Because you had put the reps in, you had conditioned yourself through this, you know, through putting that time in. It wasn't day one for you, it was day 8,975, right? And that's why you were able to walk out and just on the fly that night, boom, put something together, go back the next day and deliver what the class needs. And that's exactly how, at like year five or six of me teaching, you know that type of uh, of a class, I was able to go out and read a class in the morning, and by mid morning, I'm delivering the class that that particular group of students need. Yep. Not what I wrote on a curriculum, right? And that's what that's where you need to go. You were already there. It wasn't your first. You were you were already at the million threat. Yeah. At some point, that's I lost trust in myself. It. Exactly. Because the context changes and we trick ourselves into thinking, oh, this is a totally different. This is not totally different. This is what we do. It's just a different context and we're wearing different clothing, you know, and that's it.
0: How do we take that back to the listener out there in their life? Maybe it's not teaching guns. It's just every day at work. It's given a brief. It's a presentation or uh, something at home with a family.
1: My first piece of advice is to always look for the similarities, not the differences. So if I've if I'm up against a new challenge and I think it it's it's attacking my mind like oh this is new and you don't know what you're doing and you need to prepare better I look for the similarities of what I've already done or what I've already known right and if I'm if I'm up against that like for example recently I stepped into the CrossFit world I've never been a crossfitter I would not call myself a crossfitter today at all I train in a, myself in a very different way. I think CrossFit's a useful tool, but my personal fitness philosophy is not based around complete world of CrossFit, and so I stepped into the role as a CrossFit coach, and so I, the very first, and I didn't get any, like, lead up to this or no ramp on, you know, program, like, I just got thrown right on the floor, like, here you go, there's a the class, go CrossFit, you know, and so... I was like, hmm, so how do I look at this? Because I've never done this. And I got to step on the floor and step in front of CrossFit people for the very first time. And I'm not even a CrossFit myself. And so what I did is I looked for the similarities. In all my years, 25 years of being in gyms and being uh, uh, both an athlete myself and uh, a, a fitness instructor, I looked at there's not anything that goes on in CrossFit gym that we didn't do in some gym In the past 25 years, like they have not created anything new, whether you're doing pull-ups or flipping tires or doing push-ups or, you know, cleans or any, there's no barbell movement. There's no, uh, plyometric, there's nothing new there. These are all things that we did in fight gyms and, you know, combat fitness and all the different stuff that we've done in all these years. Just packaged a little differently. Yeah. You see the similarities and then you start to think okay, it's just packaged a little bit differently. The context is a little bit different, but the content is the same. And so you look for the similarities in what you're doing with the similarities of of things that you've already done or already have experience in, and you find your common ground there first. People focus on the differences too much, and then they, they, they trick themselves into believing this is totally different. And really, once you reach a certain point in life, you don't really encounter that much that's totally different. It's package different or it's in a different setting or a different context, but the content, there's a ton of similarities there. If you find those first, you can bring yourself in at a comfortable level through that.
0: How many things have, have, have we not done? Have people out there listening and the general public, how many things have we not done? Even though they are more of an expert than, than the so-called experts out there. But, and I, I read something somewhere, I forget where I heard this, and it's probably something that everybody knows, That I just don't know who said it. That there's, there's a lot of folks out there who have been very successful at something that, that you are much better at because they had the balls to do it. They had the balls to put themselves out in front of everybody and do it. It's not that they're, they're much better at that thing than you are. You're better about it. You're better at it. You've done it longer. You know more about it. You've put more time research You're more passionate about it. You're everything more about it. Except the only difference in you not being successful at that one thing, or me not being successful at that one thing, is that we lie to ourselves and tell us that we're not ready. That we don't know that. I've got a good friend that I was in the Marine Corps with. We were in Security Force together, a training company, and he owns S Seven Range. I go out there a couple times a year and teach in uh, in Arkansas. And awesome guy, man. He's a he's a federal agent. He's just the the nicest guy ever. He is this huge guy who will snap people in half. Um, he's uh, about to get his black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He has like four other black belts. He's he's the only person, uh, probably possibly in existence, that has been to like every single combative school uh, that the U.S. military does, from the super high-speed Special Forces ones to the Marine ones to everything else. He has been to every every school you can think of and has the certifications to teach it and do it. He is—he's is all around what people would consider a badass. He wanted to start doing a podcast, and he's—he's he's on a podcast called Forge and Fire, Forge by fire. But he wanted to start doing this whole program, like online training, all kind of other stuff. And he told me about it, and he, he wanted me to help him with it. And, and I have been helping him with it. I was like, Why aren't you doing this right now? Why aren't you in front of people talking about these things that that you are so passionate about? You're more passionate about it than anybody I've ever talked to, and and you know more about this stuff. anybody ever talked to like he like he knows it so well he's incredibly impressive and he's like well I'm about to get my Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and once I get that then I then I'm going to start this he thinks he thinks that he has stopped himself and and he knows more than than most people out there in the training circuit doing these things and teaching them and making a living off of it and he's better at it he's more passionate about it. his delivery is better Uh, his platform instruction is better his safety is better like he is he is so much better than some people out there that I know doing these things but he thinks he can't start until he gets that one more thing—that Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Once he gets that, then he will have arrived, and then he'll have something. My guess is he'll put something else in the way that he needs a new goal to achieve before he can put himself out there in front of everybody. I've been guilty of this same thing, and I, it's helped me back from doing things that I should have been doing. Uh, it's helped me back from from applying my time to things I could have been applying my time to. You know, I, I run into this problem all the time. There's things that I want to do right now, like Gunfighter Cast. I want to do this podcast, but it doesn't make money. Right. So I need to apply my time to things that do pay my bills, because that's a priority for me right now uh, to take care of my family and all those things. I'm not in a position to where I can give up a lot of free time. But so I always tell myself, like, I have to do things that make money now instead of work on these things that could make money two to three years from now. And the problem is those things that that I that could make money two to three years from now, I keep putting those things off and and they never end up developing. They never end up existing. When any one of those things, if I would have uh, applied the time and effort to them, uh, they would be covering my, my, my financial problems and and financial success right now. It's something I always find something to put in front of something else, and it's a, a personal flaw.
1: I think I'd probably experience the same thing, and there's a lot of things that I've ended up doing that took me a ton of time to do, like of all sometimes years of me just contemplating it and, Thinking, I'm not ready. I need to do this. Then when I do it, it's incredibly easy and successful. And I'm like, I could have done this so long ago. Like I was equipped to do this three years ago. Like why did I waste the last three years not doing this? And there's things that I'm probably doing that about now. The one thing I will say though, that's not the only difference between you and like the person who's uh, more successful at it, but knows way less than you. There's, there's, there's a bullshit factor to that too, where social media, it's easy to make yourself look awesome. Yes. Um, You take the, take the fitness world, for example, you got, you got guys who have, you know, been in the trenches for 25, you know, years that, that have studied programming from different methods, different modes. Uh, And you take today, a 24 year old kid that goes to CrossFit for the first time. And the day he turns 25, he's now a professional coach because he's got some abs and he's, he's a, good-looking dude, and he can work the shit out of Instagram, right? And so now he's super successful at it. He's making money hand over fist, and he's got $10,000 months on his hands, um, and he's got a year of time in the business, right? And so presentation is something that I think we can get misled on it, but how do we create that presentation and do these things that we hold ourselves back on without selling our soul and selling our integrity.
0: No, I see the same thing in the firearms world all the time. There will be an Instagram video of a person with a gun on a range angrily explaining an idea, a concept, a thought that happens to be commonly taught and explained by pretty much every reputable instructor out there, but it is presented by this person on Instagram as if it's their own, as if they developed and everything else. My personal integrity doesn't allow me to do that. It doesn't allow me to get out here and act like this thought, concept, or idea is mine and present it, which is why I don't do little uh, Instagram videos of regurgitating commonly regurgitated information. Even if it is great information, I'm not going to present this stuff like I made this thing up. Like I did it. Come train with me. If you're going to be expert, if you're going to be awesome at this self-defense thing, then I am the only one who can fo- you can follow on this path. Follow me, and I will take you there. Um, I think there's a lot of subtext and some things that – that we say that all the time. And I, I, I personally am I'm not going to go that route and, and do that.
1: I see the same thing. Now, I've been recently becoming more aware of the nutrition world, right? And the inner workings of like the podcasts and the personalities and the, you know, the, the ideas and the book writers, the authors, all these people that are in this other sphere that I only paid like a fringe attention to before. And I see the same exact thing there. Like, it's like some of these people think they invented vegetables. You know, like, it's almost that bad. And you get to this point where you're like, look, you know, it's just like with fitness or with fighting. I'm not presenting something new to you that I've developed in terms of like, you know, the way to do this, the way to do that. What, what I have developed is a set of experience a set of experiences that have come together in a particular way to give me a perspective of how to apply these things maybe in uh, uh, a unique way or how to mix the methods up and use different tools in different ways. It's combinations, it's new ways to look at it, but you're looking at the same things. These things, like I didn't invent none of these things and that's what a lot of people are especially with the, 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 take the tactical fitness world, for example, what the hell is tactical fitness anyway? I, I don't even know what that means, right? Like, you know, it's stimulus adaptation recovery. That's all there is. And you have specificity. What are we training for? So we create a stimulus that creates that specific adaptation and we make sure that we have the right recovery so that we can continue to get stimulus adaptation results, right? And there's, there's like, we've been doing this for, you know, whether you play football or baseball or you're a wrestler or whatever your sport is. Like there's this application of old principles that have been known forever. And you just put them in a, in a combination that's usable for your specific need. And I think that's what we do, even as gunfighting instructors or, or self-defense instructors or anything is that, you know, you come from a specific background and then you can transpose that over to other areas, select areas, right? And then you can have something useful for people to use, but I can't like you walk out and be like, you know, this is VARG's 12 steps to defeating any attacker. And I've developed these myself from years of research and study. Like it's not, I got into a lot of fights and I did a lot of work in the gym Here's the things that I've learned, right? This is this will this will help you be successful from my perspective. Try it out, take what you need. If you don't like something, throw it out. It's okay. I'm not I'm not egotistically attached to you buying into my system, right? And of course, I make a lot less money because I'm not the dude that's selling the 12 steps to awesomeness on Instagram.
0: We just went on like a 10-minute tangent. <laughs> yes, we did, yeah. <laughs> that's all right, though. Uh, that, yeah. That's not the first time that's happened on uh, on Gunfighter Cast. Nothing wrong with that, but it's related. No, it's totally related. You know, it, yeah. It's definitely something that I need to look harder at in my life. What are the things in my life that I keep putting off because I don't think I'm ready for them yet, and then one day I'm going to be dead. Like, I'm never going to get to them. The characters. Uh, somebody was telling me about um, a book or something. I just think it was Ryan, the same guy I was talking about earlier, the the martial arts dude. Um, that needs his BJJ black belt before he becomes a guy who knows what he's talking about. But about when you when you die, you're on your deathbed, you're laying right there and and all these these people come up around you, these ghosts show up around you and they're standing around and they're like, I, I never got to exist because you didn't create me or somebody died and they were they were killed because you didn't teach them how to survive because they could have been in one of your classes or it uh, could be a fictional character in a book that never existed because you didn't write it. It was in your head the whole time. You never put it on paper and shared it. What ghosts are going to come visit you that you didn't do, that you that you felt like you needed to do, that you were drawn to do, that you were motivated on a spiritual level, uh, psychological level, whatever, to go do this, but you always found obstacles to put in your way to not do those things. You always found some reason to put it off, and next thing you know, you you can't do it anymore. It's sad, man. Pretty powerful stuff for me, anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just thinking about, you know, things you could have done better for your family or experiences you could have given to the people that you love, that hits me even harder. You know, thinking about things I could have done for people I care about and didn't because I didn't have the requisite success or create the atmosphere needed to do those things because I didn't do things that I knew I could do, chose not to.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's kind of it. You know, we're we're really choosing not to. Something I'm going to do my best to uh, to stop doing. Maybe we talk about small incremental changes. Maybe I'll find one of those things that I do keep putting off. Maybe you'll get a lot of really crappy podcasts because that is the thing that I choose. So you're not going to get any perfect ones. You may not even get any good ones. This may not even be a good one. I don't know. But I bet there's some people out there who are like, <laughs> right on, man. I'm gonna find those things yeah. in my life too. But then there's people that'll that'll hate it. I'm not for everybody. Varg isn't for everybody. Like if you hate it, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Leave me a bad Yelp review. If you love yep. it, I really appreciate you coming out here and hanging out. And uh, I always enjoy having a conversation with Varg and and talking to people. Love my students. They have they have fed me and taken care of me for for many years now. And uh, just the people that I generally get to interact with that I've never actually even met online that I would never even encountered if it wasn't for this podcast. And it's it's made me a better person and have made me well-rounded, more, much more well-rounded, and have different worldviews from different people. And they've challenged me. This one little thing, this little podcast has done a lot for me in my life. So maybe that's what, I, maybe this will be the thing that you're, you're not going to get any more great podcasts. You're going to get some good ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good advertisement, right?
1: Yep. It's perfect. Yep. I would say that uh, just look for the similarities, get off your butt, find things that you're comfortable with within the, the new task that you're looking at, and start with those and make those incremental changes and just start working towards your future now. Like it's never going to come if you don't work towards it, and you have to start today, not when the perfect circumstances present themselves, because most of the time they never come.
0: That's a good point, and it brings me up. Hopefully, this isn't another tangent. I was telling uh, a friend of mine. I was taking him on a run because he, he needs to run, and he hasn't done it. and He had to like learn how to run and, and do all kind of stuff. He has got a hip replacement. I was explaining a lot of things to him, and we hit a mile, and he thought he won the Olympics. He was like, he was like, I'm done, and we had ran a mile from where <laughs> we were, so we had to walk a mile back. He wasn't going to run anymore. He was done, like totally done. Like I hit my mile. No, I'm done. Like that's it. That's what I was doing. I'm not doing anything else because I, I wanted to run a mile out and then do intervals on the way back, and uh, he wasn't having it. And uh, But I, I, I took what I could get, right? And um, as soon as he hit a mile, it was like it was like he just won the Olympics. Like it was all over. Like he just saved the world. He did the whole mile without running, which was I was happy about, and uh, it was a great start. I was explaining to him on the way back about just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you have to quit. It doesn't mean you're done. Every every minute, you know I I like long distance running not because I like running I hate running I think running sucks, but I haven't found anything that trains mental toughness and calluses the body like running does. You know if you're doing it if you're running with a good form that runs safely that you're not going to hurt yourself, uh, lowered reducing the impacts, um, and those things. Running it does that for me, and it makes me uncomfortable. I ha- I have not found anything that I can go out and do for two hours and be just completely uncomfortable for two hours, but also be experiencing like self-gain and physical fitness. Just pure, no breaks, nothing. You're always doing it and you're uncomfortable. Every step is a challenge. Every stride is a challenge. Uh, de- deciding when you're gonna turn around and run back is a challenge. It's mental toughness. Like everything about it is. Your back hurts, everything. It's miserable. And I, was, I explained it to him, that every day, we have to do something uncomfortable. And the longer we can sustain, sustain our choice to allow ourselves to be uncomfortable, we're getting more comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you're a person who is comfortable with being uncomfortable, whatever level that is, it's going to spill over into every part of your life. I have gotten much softer now that I've been out of the Marine Corps. I used to be a guy who was incredibly comfortable with being uncomfortable miserable crazy hot crazy cold sleeping in a hole what did i just finish digging and i was sweating in the sun and then it got cold at night and now i'm freezing that was my life for so long like i i was very mentally tough and and just comfortable with being uncomfortable i enjoyed discomfort i enjoyed people around me the sights and sounds and smells of breaking wills and breaking bodies and breaking minds like i i enjoyed it like it, it was something i thrived on like i i loved when when people were they couldn't sustain a hike that we we're on and they were falling back. I didn't love that they were falling back, but I love that I was up front and I was dying. I was in extreme pain, but I wasn't stopping and other people were weaker and they did stop. right? Like they, I, I lived off of this stuff. And now out here, uh, I, don't, I don't experience those challenges on a daily basis like I used to. So I've gotten softer and, and the running thing is one of those things that, that helps me. And I, I truly believe that the more comfortable that we can be with being uncomfortable, the the better we can respond to a variety of things out there in life.
1: hundred percent. Did that I sound agree.
0: sadist or something?
1: No. Nope, I think it's I think it's true. I mean, I two things that I don't like that make me really uncomfortable. Uh getting up early and riding the stationary bike. And that's exactly what I did this morning. I got up before it was anything daylight. cardio is miserable. Yes. And got on the airdyne and was like, why am I doing this for 25 minutes? Uh, And I was just like, just to just start my day with something I don't want to do. Like I got to make myself get up and make myself, you know, and I set my airdyne up on the patio out back. And so I'm outside and of course I'm in Florida, so I can do that. But it's just this, why are you out here before sun up and you're riding this bike and you're not going anywhere? And it's because I'm uncomfortable, and I need to do it to break that to break that softness, to break that like that comfort level of just being like, you know, I, I have a comfortable life here. I could just sleep in a little bit till I got to get up and meet Daniel on Zoom, and we can get our project started. Like I don't need to get up 40 minutes early or 30 minutes early so that I can do this ridiculous cardio. You know, I can be comfortable and just ease into my day. And but then, then I'm just a mushy sweet potato by the end of that and where's that going to get you
0: yep you're not growing what are you doing exactly well guys thanks for listening to this episode hope you got something grand out of it Hope it makes your day better hope it does something for you uh if i was kidding about that bad yelp review we're not on yelp but don't leave us a bad review all right like don't don't do it people find the podcast and people who it does matter too they leave good reviews seriously you can do whatever you want But anyway, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day, whatever it is you're doing out there. I hope you find something that uh, you can control that is a little bit uncomfortable for you and it makes you a stronger person. I challenge you and challenge myself to to do those things that we keep putting off and keep holding back because we're waiting on that next thing to fill some void that doesn't even exist. I am more guilty than, than anybody else out there. Until next time i podcast out.